the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Monday. February is almost over. Yeah, the 27th day of February. Man, it's incredible. Where did all the time go? We're already two months through uh, 2023. And, and Jason, things are just now starting to get pretty interesting. You know, everyone kind of was having that feel-good moment uh, early on at the beginning of the year and, you know, the disinflation nonsense. You know, what's funny is today on All American Gold, if you go out to our website, uh, they're interviewing Muhammad El-Aryan, and he is a, a regular on the TV. He's a TV guy, okay, big Big bond trader, you know, they, they've hyped him up as, you know, hey, this is a guy that you can, uh, you, you can trust about what's happening in the marketplace. And they were interviewing him and he said, you know, what's interesting is 11 times during Jay Powell's press conference, he mentioned the word disinflation. Now, remember last week, we got the Fed minutes. And interesting enough, Jason, do you know how many times disinflation was in the Fed minutes? Zero times. Zero. Right? Zero times. <laughs> right. right. So, so the, 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 the interviewer actually asked them a legitimate question. Hey, do you think it's possible that maybe the Fed massaged the minutes after the fact? It, it, he didn't, hey, he didn't say that they did, right? But he basically said, yes, it, it sure looks like that's exactly what they did. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what kind of, uh, evidence do we have when it was written? I mean, is there any video right. evidence saying we when don't, anyone, we don't, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. There's no investigation, right? <laughs> so, so you no, know that's, what, that's that, what we said last week. I said, when did they write this, Joe? You, you know, I said, I said, well, they, maybe they just wrote this. <laughs> They wrote this after the fact. Yeah, I, so why do I get the feeling that it was, it, it was recently rewritten? But, hey, it is Monday, uh, and that's why we always have my son Joey uh, joining us on Mondays because he's the guy that's going to make sure your 401Ks, your IRS, the stuff that is in Wall Street, he's going to make sure – it's in the right place. You know, last week he was, he was, uh, and rightfully so going off. You know, Vanguard was out saying, Hey, listen, 401k balances in 2022 were down 20%. Of course, then Joey, uh, afterwards he reached out to me and said, Dad, it's, it's actually worse than that. That was the, the average balance was down 20%. But most people were contributing to their 401ks, obviously. So they were actually down a lot more than that. And, and if people had just reached out, Joey, you could have prevented all of that from happening. But what do you think about the, the Federal Reserve, you know, trying to say that inflation was over and then miraculously, you know, four weeks later, uh, they, they don't even bring it up in the Fed minutes. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to say to that, right? It's, it's kind of just, it's expected, you know, the, the Fed Reserve has been 
increasing inflation, and they've been saying they're going to decrease it. And that just speaks volumes to just having someone in your corner, especially if you're going to, you know, participate in these 401k retirement plans, invest into the market. You need to know what's going on or at least have someone who knows what's going on. And you're bringing up, hey, people are down 20%. Yeah, that's after your dollar cost averaging down in the market, right? And some people are still allocated way too aggressively right now. Now, inflation has not evened out yet. It's, I still expect it to continue to rise. And with that happening, there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen in the market for, for the remainder of this year. And so let I me ask you this. Are, are, rates, are rates going higher, Joey? Are, are rates going higher? Uh, and are rates going higher than most people in the market want them to be? Yeah, 100%. I, they are definitely going to go higher. And people in the market that are super, you know, they're hopeful for the future, I think it's going to go higher than they expect. So we can really see this inflation come down. We're printing all of this money. It's going to go up, right? So let me – so, so a, again, when we're talking about, okay, it's going to higher than what people expect, which probably – not probably. that That's not good for the debt markets, right? That's not good for bonds. That's not good for Wall Street. But there's ways that people can be positioned to where they don't have to take those losses. And then, and then of course, on the flip side, when it finally does stop, at that point, right, Joe, you go back in and, and you, you shuffle the deck again and, and start preparing for uh, at least a situation where maybe rates aren't going any higher than this and potentially uh, possibly setting up for rates to go lower. 100%, right? How do we position ourselves now for our current market conditions? And then once the storm comes over, the storm passes, right, because it will pass, things will start to go back what you would say normal and when that does happen how do we make sure we reposition ourselves again to put ourselves in the best spot for the future right you know i talk to a lot of people and and we talk about retirement planning all the time and the same thing is i don't know where to start i don't know what to do there's too much going on and essentially kind of a little bit of hopelessness kicks in and i want to emphasize that it doesn't matter how much money you have to start saving. It just matters that you started saving yesterday, right? And you're making sure that you're putting money away in the right vehicles and the right buckets. If we're in 100% equities right now, that is a problem. If we're in 100% bonds, that is a problem. We need to make sure that we're diversified in this market. Listen, we're going to be back with more with Joey in just a minute. Like he said, it doesn't matter when you started saving. doesn't matter how much money it is. It just matters that you started. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here. Patriotator News Hour on this Monday. Uh, we've got my son Joey with us, joining us today. Of course, all of you know, uh, it works for Northwestern Mutual, and he is the guy you talk to uh, about your, your, your investments, your, your stock markets, right? Your IRAs, your 401ks, stocks, bonds, right? All that stuff. Listen, it's gotta be a part, 
right? I mean, it, it, you know, when you you look at what they've done, uh, you've got to have, as Joey likes to call, hey, you got to have your money in all these buckets. you got to have a, a gold and silver bucket, right? you got to have a Wall Street bucket, uh, a house bucket, right? you got to have uh, IRAs and tax haven, you know, buckets. And, uh, of course, Joey can also help you with, all of your family planning and all that stuff so uh, it doesn't get tied up in the courts. If you got siblings that, let's face it, maybe don't get along and are going to have a hard time, it's always good to have a professional have it all set up for you. Uh, Joey does all of that stuff, life insurance, you name it. Uh, he really uh, does a lot for us. But, Joey, we've always been told, well, just leave it. Right, you know, well, well, you know, don't don't do anything. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a straight line, and and look how good uh, you did in 2018 and 2019 and 2020 and 2021. So you know, so what that you lost 20 percent in 2022. Uh, you you should just stay the course, and and that's the that really is extremely idiotic when you know, hey, why would I stay the course if I know. There's a, tra- a big traffic wreck that just happened, and the freeway's going to be shut down for five hours. Hey, I better I better chart a new course, and that's kind of what you're telling people because it's something where a lot of people have never done this. And at the end of the day, you know, you think about over 20, 30, 40 years, how many times a simple change the course, and maybe you change the course. For a year, or maybe it's two years, and then you you, you got to as the environment changes, you change the course again, and all of a sudden these people didn't lose twenty or thirty percent of their money four or five different times. You add that up over time, Joey, and all of a sudden uh, they got a significantly a, a lot more money than they would have had. Just well, I'm just gonna just keep it there because I don't know what else to do. I mean, a hundred percent. You know, so many people out there are told, "Hey, just just set it and forget it. Just set it and forget it." And now that works when you're 25 years old and you've got 40 years left on Wall Street before you retire. But if you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, we're not setting it and forgetting it. We're not leaving 20 percent off the table of all of our money that we have invested. We need to make sure that we're rebalancing your assets accordingly to how the market is going. Yeah, 2018 was great. 2019 was great. 2020 was great. What if 2022, you didn't lose 20% on top of that? You'd have a considerable more amount of assets at your disposal if you just would have made a phone call, did some homework, and took matters into your own hands. Now, I know it can be frustrating. You know, it feels like I'm going to the dentist, this and that. Oh, I had a long work day. The last thing I want to do is talk about finances. Well, it needs to happen, especially right now with our political climate and the things we're seeing, the Fed not being transparent. I think it'd be really nice for a lot of people to have someone in their corner that has these insights that they don't have the time or the bandwidth to educate themselves on every day. Right? We need to make sure that if, if retirement is important to you, your family, family planning is important to you, building a legacy is important to you, then we need to have these conversations. And, and quite honestly, it needs to be more than a conversation. We need to start taking some action. And like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter if you can only save 500 bucks a month. 
It matters that you're saving and you're starting, right? We need to make sure we're taking this one step out at a time. Yeah, this year, I can only save 200 bucks a month. What about next year? You can save 500. Then you continue to add on to that. But with the assets you currently have, there's no reason to have a big question mark in the middle of it. We should know what's going on, and you should know what you're projected to be. You know, I don't think anyone should be down 20% in their 401ks ever, especially if they've got a financial planner backing them. Someone that's willing to do the education, which I do this every day, all day, 10 hours a day at least. We need to get a good game plan going for the future, especially for all your market-tied assets. Right, and especially, right, too, and the closer you are to retirement, you also got to consider uh, the tax implications, and a lot of people don't, and, and then they end up losing hundreds of thousands of dollars to taxes, too, because they just didn't know. It, it, 100%. You know, the biggest expense any of us will incur in our lifetime is going to be taxes. And by the time you retire, that's when you've accumulated the most wealth. That's when you have the most assets. You're in a higher income tax bracket. Well, how do we make sure we've got buckets of money you can pull from that you've already paid taxes on? We're not giving Uncle Sam the biggest slice of the pie at our highest tax bracket. Right? And then on top of that, how do we make sure we've got a bucket of money outside the market that when it's down like this and we're in retirement, we don't have to sell it everything at a loss. We can go to sleep at night knowing, hey, we have a plan in place. Not all of our money is in the market. Not all of our money is in insurance. Not all of our money is in the bank. Not all of our money is in gold and silver. There is a need for every bucket or different asset, right? We just need to make sure we're doing it correctly. And the biggest thing is tax mitigation. How do you do this in the most tax-efficient way possible while also saving at the same time? Joey, give out your contact information. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, you can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. If I miss your phone call, whatever it may be, shoot me a text or a voicemail. I will get back to you as soon as I can. And I, and I look forward to chatting with you guys and getting some things straight. You know, there's a lot we need to do. And it all starts off, one, with the conversation, and we will go from there and make sure that all the listeners here are set up in the correct way possible and they're not losing the dollars that they worked their butt off for. Amen to that, brother. There you have it. That's uh, my son, Joey, uh, from Northwestern Mutual. And, and listen, get a guy in your corner. got to have a guy. Got to have a guy because, listen, the Federal Reserve isn't being truthful. You don't come and have a press conference and say disinflation 11 times, and then three weeks later when you release the minutes, Jason, it's not even in there. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you were talking to Joey in a, in a, at the beginning of the conversation and talking, you know, the Fed funds rate. And, and so I pulled up the chart, you know, just to see, you know, just to look at the numbers. I haven't really looked at them really closely and, and I got the historical charts where at you know the beginning of the year, the end of the year, the year average, just like with gold prices, you know, we had Fed fund rates over ten percent at some point during the year from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen ninety one, where there was some time during the course of the year where it was over ten. 
<laughs> we're sitting here at not even at five and talking about catastrophes. I, I just makes me wonder, Joe, are we heading for this seventies and eighties high, high Fed funds rate? I mean, I, 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 here's the thing. It's unavoidable, but then it's also a catastrophe. Can you imagine 10% with the debt right now? It's, it seems like it's a train wreck. Right now, Jay Powell should be fired, period. I should be fired. Listen, this isn't the first time they've been wrong about inflation. This is like the third time in the last three years that they've blown it. And, and the guy still has a job. And nobody, I mean, believe me, Nobody, you don't, no one's going to, we, we, we can't know for sure. But we know, we know. We heard your press conference. We saw the minutes, and guess what? The press conference and the minutes, you would think, oh, these aren't the same meeting. Well, these must be two, somebody made a mistake. These can't be, this can't be the press conference from these Fed minutes, right? And, and, and because you know what, Jason, they weren't. It's just that simple. They weren't. Once again, they want to, you know what, they, they want to fool the American public. They want you to think that they somehow can get out of this. And Jason, we've been telling them for years, there's no way out in this scenario. You've got to raise rates until you destroy the economy or you let inflation rage. Those are really, I'm sorry, I wish there was a third box. But there isn't. This isn't let's make a deal. Is it curtain number one or curtain number two or curtain number three? There's not three curtains. There's just right, two. Right, Joe. It, and and the, the guys that we see on the TV, the Fed chiefs, the guys that, that we you, know, you report uh, regularly about what they're saying and what they're thinking, those aren't – this is just me, Joe. They don't make those decisions. It's like the president. They're a figurehead. There's no way they're making these decisions. This is just me. And And, and thinking about why they won't raise the rates – like they should. I think they know this, Joe. Where they can't, you know, these are the, uh, you know, Ivy League school educated, you know, the smartest guys, MIT guys. That's who they hire, so they know what's going on. So it's, it it goes right back to what I think, Joe. I think are they trying to time an event, and what is the timing going to be? We don't know this for sure. We don't know when they're going to pull the trigger on disinflation words, and then suddenly they're rewriting everything. We we don't know why they're doing that. He should have never used disinflation. I think Jerome Powell actually knew that he shouldn't have used that word. I actually believe that, Joe. I just think, like he the president. He used it 11 he, times. Right? Yeah, well, I, hey, okay, maybe I said it once. He said it 11. The press conference was like 20 minutes. I mean, literally every, <laughs> every what, you know, what, every, every couple of minutes, he blurted out disinflation. I think his job is is the press secretary for the Fed. He's the you know, he's he's the goodwill spreader. He just needs to he needs to come out to that podium. Is like us big rich guys are telling you it's going to be okay. I think that's really all his job. Meanwhile, I think Joe that they know what this economy is, and it sure it seems like they don't want the inflation to go away right away. They're timing it. I just you know this is why I keep telling people this is the time to buy gold and silver because wait wait until they decide to actually fix it. You know, 1981, 22.36 Fed funds rate. Are we going to see something like that? Joe? What would that look like with the debt? Well, that that would be impossible. And this is kind of why, why is it impossible? Because we've got $40 trillion of debt now. So you can't have a Fed funds rate of 10%. Because that would just, that would be like, I don't know, add another two, three trillion dollars to the deficit on top of the two or three trillion dollars we're going to have. 
right? I mean, the, it, it, it really is uh, this horrible situation that they've put us all in. And, and I'm just going to read you some things out of uh, the Dallas Manufacturing Index. It came out. It wasn't good. But let me just read a primary metals manufacturer. We expect a recession in the second half of the year. Printing and related activities. It seems like someone turned off the spigot. We've gotten stupid slow. Printing, or I'm sorry, uh, wait, no, printing related activities again. Our residential building and construction business has decreased drastically. Foreign competitors dumping product in the U.S. at lower prices than our domestic prices. Computer and electronics. I'm currently worried about the time I'm seeing it takes for my customers to pay me. Plastic and rubber products. People are watching their money. Textiles. Our outlook has worsened for both, for both our business and our retail activity. Miscellaneous manufacturing. All markets served have slowed down and are ordering lower quantities compared to last year. And then last but not least, transportation. There is nothing positive with respect to the economy. That was every single category of the Dallas Federal Reserve report that came out this morning. And guess what? Inflation's getting worse. Just like we we just like Jason and I, we were warning you about this. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. The Dow it was trying to rally. Uh, it was up two hundred fifty, close to three hundred points early this morning. That is evaporating here right now. The Dow's up forty. Uh, the S&P is up 13. The Nasdaq's up 60. Uh, gold's up three dollars, uh, 1820. Uh, silver's down 25 cents at 20 dollars and 55 cents. Uh, this market recap brought to you by our friends at Y Refi. You know, Joey's talking about different buckets. Here's another bucket. If you're an accredited in- investor and you have at least fifty thousand dollars to invest, you can get up to. 10.25% returns. Uh, Jason, it, it's all about private student loans and the greater good. You know, we don't need student loan forgiveness. We don't need the government to be involved. Uh, the, the private markets, the capitalistic markets will find a way. And why refi has absolutely done that. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com, that's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or 888-Y-REFI-24, and they can answer any of the questions that you have. Uh, But Jason, uh, you know, obviously last week not a a positive week for Wall Street, and and you can understand it, right? Because uh, who's the head driver of Wall Street? It's the Fed. And the Fed was telling them this inf- this inflation story that wasn't true. Now Wall Street has to adjust because uh oh, right? I mean, Jason, up until up until these minutes came out, 
And the inflation, remember the inflation numbers came out, I guess, a little before the minutes. We were talking about, is March going to be the last rate hike? Right? I mean, that was the thought. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I had many indicators, guys I was listening to. They're like, yeah, this looks like it's going to cool off. And I, I was, I, I'll say the one thing. I was staunchly ready for inflation to come back really hard and, and, and loud. I just thought that there would be some cooling. I, I, I was kind of delving into that. Yeah, maybe the March will be the last rate hike. Maybe they'll even do a rate hike, right, Joe? If we get the, get the CPI down and then the fives, they'll just, they'll just cancel that. But, but unfortunately, they didn't. You know, the inflation didn't wait till middle of this year or late this year. It's it's going to stay hard and 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 come back now. And now I'm wondering, Joe, how you know, with this quarter point rate hike, is the CPI going to come in? Is it you know this one in, coming up in March is going to be a, almost seems like every time it comes out, the new rate hike, the new or the new uh, in, uh, inflation number, is it going to be hotter or is it going to be cooler? It's almost like it's kind of like the playoffs in in the in the NFL. Every game is bigger than the one before it, right? That's what it feels yeah. like. Yep, and and again, two weeks. So two weeks Wednesday, two weeks Wednesday, we'll get the next one. And people are starting, and I'm starting to see now. People are thinking, Jason, are they going to go back to fifty? Uh, and of course, obviously, they they should have never have gone to twenty five yet. And and really, you can make the argument they shouldn't have went to fifty, right? Get it to where it is. Listen, inflation has been running at at. Let's call it six and a half to to eight and a half percent now for the last almost two years. Jason, you've got to get the Fed's funds rate up to that number. And looking at what they used to do in the seventies and eighties, they they could move that number from uh, from five up to a twelve or thirteen, or they can move it from thirteen down to six really quickly. I, uh, once again, it's all about the debt and these debt payments, and they can't do that now. There's it's almost like uh, they have the uh, the ability, but they won't use it because uh, it, it smashes one thing to fix another. You know, it's interesting. There was a report out over the weekend about how much gold do the Chinese really have. We, we know that over the last three months, China officially has been telling us, hey, we're buying gold again. And I want to say their official number, uh, it's somewhere just o- over uh, 2,000 metric tons. And maybe it's 2,100, something like that, 2,200 metric tons. Over the weekend, news broke that the Chinese Central Bank may actually own double that number. 4,300 metric tons, which would put it at the second largest holder of gold in the world, allegedly, behind the United States. And it it would be uh, amazing how people can sit there and and talk about, hey, China may have double, double the gold holdings, that they've actually reported, uh, and we know, looking at the numbers from last year, that the central bank purchases, which set a new record, that most of the sales, the countries that were doing the buying, 
didn't want people to know they were buying it. And it's funny, Jason, because and I don't know if Jason can hear me right now. We're having a, a little issue here, but but oh, he can't. Okay, isn't it interesting? A lot of our customers, when they buy gold, they're like, "I don't want the government to know about it. I don't want them to know that I have it." And, and now we've got central banks all over the world buying gold, and they're like, "I don't want our citizenry to know that we bought it." That's correct, Joe. It, it, you know, it's, we're increasingly living in a world with less privacy, and uh, it's good to know that the big players are losing some of their privacy too. But I think when it comes to the really big players, the ones that make the decisions on all of this stuff going on, that privacy, that, that's why we're all scrambling around trying to make sense of everything because those decisions are being made. You know, wh- Why don't we just boost the rates 5% right now and just kill this thing and get the inflation down? You know, why, why not, not do why this not, right? great two economic weeks from now, reset now? Raise it a whole a ch- point, right? Raise it a whole point in two weeks. Why, why mess around? Right. And that's because, Joe, somebody, I'm telling you right now, somebody somebody knows. Somebody knows, right? I, I don't know if the, these, the, uh, Jerome Powell, I don't think he knows. He's, he, keeps, he, he keeps a positive spin. He wants to make Wall Street and everybody else feel like we're, we're on the job. He's not making decisions. There, there are people that we don't know. The guy, Joe, that are buying gold, and we don't know how much they own. How's that? The guys that, that tell uh, their, their, their governments of the world that they've bought and paid for how to make decisions on what kind of legislation they should pass or not pass, those guys are making the decisions, Joe. And, and, and our governments and our central bank heads, they don't – they just – they're marching to a certain order, Joe. That's, that's what I like about gold, I li- and I like about being as independent from the system as possible because this gives you one little piece of control that these guys can't touch, which is – Joe, just like you said, you can own it. Nobody has to know you own it. That's it. And, and again, uh, I think that's going to become very, very, very valuable in the future. And when we get back, we're going to talk about why the Fed doesn't want to r- raise these rates. And it has all to do with collapsing debt markets. We're going to talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up six now. Eighteen twenty three. Uh, Twenty dollar gold pieces. We ran them Friday. Uh, I want to honor that price today. Gold's up, but a, even a better deal. Uh, one through nine. Twenty thirty five. Ten or more. Twenty twenty five. Two thousand twenty five dollars. Uh, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And that's you know two hundred dollars over spot. That's really good, especially when you're talking spotted, you know, $1,800, $1,900. That is really, really good. And for, for some people, because for the new people out there, the commodities aren't stocks. So when you buy a stock, let's just say, uh, I don't know, you're buying Apple at, at $100. That's Apple's stock price with their P.E. ratios and all this other stuff, uh, forward expected guidance, right? It, it, you're, you're actually paying a, a, a really big premium, uh, at $100. It just doesn't look that way because, well, no, that's the stock price, it's $100. And if it goes to 101, I'm making money. And if it goes to 99, I'm, I'm losing money. When you're dealing with commodities, it's priced differently. So we have the spot price. This is the price, you know, hey, gold's up six, $1,823. That, that's the spot price. Uh, what, what that, what that equates to is if there was a miner 
wherever that miner is, somewhere in Africa or maybe somewhere in Latin America and Russia or China or Australia, South Africa, and, and they need to get some money. They can sell 400 ounces of gold that's still in the ground. Still in the ground. And let's take uh, the the April contract, right, which I just gave you $1,823. And they can say, hey, I need the money today. They'll give them $1,823 for 400 ounces. That's one contract. That miner then in April needs to deliver those 400 ounces. Now in April, the price of gold could be 1900, could be 2000, it could be 1800, it could be 1750, but they're, they're delivering it at $1823 period, end of story. So when you talk about, and this is the same for all commodities, when you talk about the spot price, that's before, it's still in the ground. That's the best way to look at it. That's, that's gold or silver, crude oil, soybeans, corn. That's still in the ground. Right? Obviously, when you go to the grocery store and you buy ears of corn, you're not paying the spot price for those ears of corn, right? And, and of course, when it comes to gold or silver, it's gotta get mined. It's gotta get melted down. It's gotta be shipped. Right then, it's got to be bought on one of the exchanges. Then it's got to be put into strips and then made into disc. And then it's got to get fabricated. It's got to get stamped. Right then, it's got to get packaged. Then it's got to get sold. Then it's got to go to a, a wholesaler who sells to a distributor, which is me, who ends up selling to you. So when we sit here and say, "Hey, at eighteen thirty-five, or at twenty thirty-five, ten or more, twenty twenty-five, Jason, that's a really good price when you're thinking about how close the spot that really is." Yeah, and and this is something that uh, a digital money is not going to change. You know, digging up commodities out of the ground. This it doesn't matter how much digital uh, money that that in how many how much that's going to change the world. That won't change the contracts. I, Joe, uh, my, my wife was watching uh, a, a PBS show called Poldark, and this guy, he's, you know, he's a lord in England, and he uh, has a copper mine. You know, he's he's the rogue guy, but he has to go to these auctions where they they price out the, the amount of copper that they're going to buy for a certain price. It's the same thing. That goes back hundreds of years. So no matter how much digital money and how much they, the great reset is going to change things, this is where gold and silver. This is why we say gold and silver is not going to change. It's just not now. Now, how you buy it and sell it, Joe, with the digital money, things can change. You know, three years from now, there may be some sort of a, a tax attached to that digital currency that we have no control over. Yeah. And, yeah. and it could automatically charge. There's nothing the, we can do the about it. The days of us buying gold and silver and not having the government know about it are going to be coming to an end. Uh, so if, you, if that's important to you, uh, get it done. Uh, 2035, 1 through 9. Uh, 10 or more, 2025 at 800-951-0592. And we're talking about that. Why isn't the Fed raising rates higher? I mean, it's just normal. It makes sense. They should. They always have in the past. Well, the difference is the amount of debt. you got to remember, when Jason, when the last time we had this problem, the 70s, the debt was $400 billion. Uh, credit cards 
Nobody even had a credit card. I mean, barely. Credit cards barely got started. There was no such thing as credit card debt. Student loan debt, that didn't exist. I mean, well, barely. I mean, there was, you know, uh, you know, the GI Bill and stuff. But outside of that, there really wasn't student loan debt. That didn't exist. Uh, the average car was like 3000 bucks, right? That's actually 3000 probably a little above average. It was like three grand. And most new cars, the loan was 24 months, maybe 36 by the, by, by 1980. That's it. That's it. Homes, the average home. $26,000. Look at it today. We have such a huge debt problem. And this is why the Fed is so afraid of fighting inflation the way they should. And they're just hoping, hoping that somehow, miraculously, for some unknown reason, it goes down. It's not going down until we are in a big major recession and people are getting fired i'm sorry like i said let's make a deal there's only two curtains fight it and go into a big time recession don't fight it and have runaway inflation you can't have your cake and eat it too but that's why you put your gold away we'll be back after the break 800-951-0592 20 gold pieces this is back when our currency was gold think about it when we say a $20 gold piece, do you know that that was worth $20? Just, I mean, just think about this. Almost an ounce of gold was worth $20. And it was worth $20 for decades and decades and decades and decades until we created this central bank. When it stopped being worth $20. Well, what happened? Did, did all of a sudden, Jason, did, did somehow gold multiply on itself? Did these coins somehow all of a sudden start containing uh, 10, 20, 30 ounces of gold because it, it grew uh, overnight? No. It all has to do with the devaluation of dollars. And why does the dollar devalue itself? Because of the amount of debt it has. Let me give you, let me, how about this? Do you know today, this morning, the two-year note, which, by the way, a massive amount of our debt is financed between 30 days and two years. You know that we we reference the ten year note all the time because that's what mortgages are are based off of. Uh, that's what auto loans are based off of. Uh, but most of our debt is sold at these lower dime derivatives. Do you know it hit the highest level today since two thousand and seven at four point seven nine one percent. You know a ten year note. It's only at 3.9%. We're actually paying higher interest rates with a shorter loan duration, which means that's the bond market telling you, hey, hey, we're really screwed up here. And could you imagine if the Federal Reserve did what they should have done and, and raised rates by a full point here in, in two weeks, the carnage 
that would play out across all of the bond markets, the housing market, the auto loan market, the credit card market, the student loan market, right? I mean, Jason, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about how people in the 1970s didn't even own credit cards. I mean, there might be some some big guys out there that started owning the credit cards, rich guys, you know, showing all the, the poor people what they need to do. But uh, in 1913, when the Fed was getting its uh, its wheels under it, you know, you got that corrupt system put into place. And, and when the federal income tax was passed, I, you know, I could be, I, I'm pretty sure I got this right, less than one in five homeowners, people that held title to their home, less than one in five had a mortgage. You know, Think about that. that's what they've right. done to us, Joe. That's what they've done. We're not homeowners anymore. We're home leasers. I've always told people that have mortgages, you're leasing to own. You know, we, you don't even really own it when you own it. But, you know, when you have a mortgage, it's, is that really owning? It's it's kind of a lease, isn't it, Joe? You have to do right. all the Right, and because of taxes, right, and because of taxes, right, Do you, you don't really own it, right? Find out what happens. Don't pay your property tax. See what happens, right? You'll, you'll find out real quick how you don't own it, right? Exactly right. There should be a consumption tax only, but they've got this thing where we need to pay taxes on our car because, well, that, that's going to fix the roads, right, Joe? You know, I, uh, I got one of my registrations for my car. I don't even know what this thing is, so I'm going to have to have someone explain it to me. But you can, there's two different ways to pay your, your, your car taxes. One is the cheaper way, and then there's another one where you, you pay for the, uh, what is this thing called, the... Uh, the KCW pass. I guess it's to pay for some roads, I guess, that you can have access to. Uh-oh. Pay a little more. We'll let you drive on a road. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.